Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. One Chrome extension that um, a student that I have, it cost him $30 and he made 15000 from it. And every single month he would make like around $1,000. He doesn't do any marketing. He doesn't have Stripe. He doesn't have a PayPal account. He just links his bank account directly to the Chrome web store. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now. If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. Hey guys, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Podcast. I'm here today with Kim Dang. She's an awesome guest, actually. I first came across her a couple of a couple of months ago now, actually, Kim, I think, and immediately caught my attention with a, with an app she created called Group Convert. And she's pretty much the <laughs> the app creating boss lady now. That's what I'm going to call you from now on, Kim. Um, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Jamie. Doing well. How are you? I am doing awesome, actually. It's a little warm in here, but other than that, I'm doing good. So I've, I wanted to bring you on to the podcast, Kim, especially when we're just getting started, because I think your story is kind of interesting. But to a couple of the listeners out there who maybe aren't aware of you and who you are, can you just give us a little bit of a background about some of the things you've been doing in the space, in you know, marketing space in the last couple of years? Um, I've actually only started in November 2018, so like several months now, and uh, I've gained a lot of traction because of, I feel like in the affiliate, because in the affiliate marketing world, people are super friendly and nice, and I started off with a small group, like less than 100 people, but when I started asking for interviews and asking people for interviews, they just jump into my group. And their audience followed them into my group. So I gained traction pretty quickly by having a lot of people say yes to being interviewed by me in my affiliate group. And then um, because of that, I, I don't know, I just gained more um, traction from there. And through that journey of doing affiliate marketing, I saw that I could solve a problem uh, through software. And so I jumped into creating software and doing Group Convert, which is my first software, which is a lead generation software for Facebook groups. And then I, uh, from there, I'm like, wow, if I can, you know, launch this small, tiny software and make monthly reoccurring income, um, I feel like I can teach other people to do what I do. So I started a class as well. So now uh, within several months, I have, five Chrome extensions and one uh, 
master class. It's an actual class with um, like over 10 modules and three guest modules from people who made um, hundreds of thousands in Chrome extensions. So uh, through that journey, the, now this is where I am. I, <laughs> I love I, it. It's really cool. I gotta say that's an insane journey. So just to recap there, you said you started in November, 2018. So literally yeah. like five months ago. Right. And in yeah. that time you've got, you know, your Facebook group has got what 1800 people in it right now. You've created five pieces of software. That's I like what, one of the questions. Class. And a class, like that's insane. And one of the questions I've got, because one of the big things that we're trying to share more about on this podcast is, is the whole journey of entrepreneurship, not just the highlight reel, the 1% successes, you know, just to, just to quickly touch on this, do you have any background in software? Like, how did you know how to create it? Um, well, I learned it the hard, the long way. I don't know how long you would call several months, but I actually dove really deep into it. I, I invested in like um, small, intimate meetings with people who founded huge companies, like exited this guy named Dan Martell. I went to San Francisco, flew to San Francisco to be in a room with him and got advice from him. Uh, He's like, he told me a really big, important advice. He's like, Kim, have you ever tried to create software with with an audience first and then making the software? And I, I was like, no. The reason why I went and flew to San Francisco was because I'm like, okay, I'm really invested in this. I want to do this. I want to learn from the best. This guy, he exited five companies, multi-million dollar companies. And he was the early investor of Twitter and like Instagram way back then. Um, and so I did try creating software before, but I didn't build any community. I just made something. And then I made a YouTube video and expected people to come and people did trickle in, but I didn't really have that, um, community that support that the amount of virality that I feel like I have now, but, uh, but yeah, I've tried stuff before, um, software before. I don't know how to code. I just hire a developer to to make it and then I try to market it. But yeah, I failed before and it wasn't (laughs) until I went to San Francisco and it wasn't cheap. It was like a one day uh, event for a thousand, like 997, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was only one day versus other conferences and things where it's like four days with singers and stuff. This is one day, one guy in a room. And that was it. And so I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is an investment. And then after that, after he told me all the advice that he gave our group, um, I went home and that's when I, uh, it was actually in September. And that's when I actually started taking things seriously. And within three weeks of that event, I launched group convert. And that was when everything started becoming, um, more wild <laughs> that's, that's crazy because because i'm i'm a group convert lover like i love the software i think it's amazing it just completely simplifies the way in which you can generate you know customers from your facebook groups and keep in touch with them in a much better way how many how many people are you at with group convert now how many people are using it every month 630 something people um i've only had like a few people cancel but that's only one guy he canceled because he just he didn't have a group and he just wanted to sign up to review group convert and then write a blog post about it but his blog post brought in 
customers to me. Wow. And he canceled. And I was like, that's fine if you cancel. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Don't worry. Cancel. I'm okay thing. with that. <laughs> that's insane. But, um, yeah, very few people cancel. And it's at 630 something people now. So that's, that's incredible. Really so I have a question and I don't know whether my audience will be thinking this, but how do you come up with the ideas for the actual software? Are you just looking at what other people are doing and creating something similar, like in a tested market? Or do you reach out to the audience first? What, what's that process like for you? So the advice that I got, and I think similar to not only apps, but in terms of just product and then market is you need to go after uh, some audience that's frustrated with whatever they're using because it's way easier to have an educated group of frustrated users who might uh, jump towards you than inventing something completely new, being innovative. Mm -hmm. And, um, the advice I got was look for a market that's frustrated and look for a market that already is educated in that specific thing. And so when I saw um, my competitor, uh, I'm not going to mention their name. <laughs> what competitor? No. <laughs> um, when I saw that I was using this, I was using their software, actually, I bought it, and I was using it. And I saw all the frustrations I was going through. And at that time, I wasn't even thinking of creating that software. But um, I got so frustrated, I made tutorials on how to get rid of the frustration, like what to do to get rid of it. And then it hit me that I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this, I can actually solve these problems when they out one click automation it wasn't one click to me i was clicking like seven times i'm like this is not one click and then i went to their community and i actually sent in some tickets on um features to improve on the thing like feature requests and they didn't really and they didn't answer me so i'm like hmm like <laughs> this is this is frustrating and then i saw within the talks of interviewing people people are like uh yeah like it, this software is cool but it doesn't work that well it, it breaks down and blah, blah blah and and then i'm like okay i'm gonna do this i don't care i'm gonna do this and so when i did it i listened to my beta i gave it away for free to a lot of people at the very beginning beta testers and when i did that i saw that um what ended up happening is they would tell me feedback like oh you should do this you should do that but I also listened internally to what I was thinking, like instead of like clicking, like one feature was you have to click the blank drop down in order to click your group. And I wanted it to just be the default if you have one group. Um, of course, if you have multiple, then you have to like click down uh -huh. to whatever. But that was one little feature that I that I'm like, okay, that would help them instead of having I try to reduce the number of clicks and I reduce it all the way now to one. So um, in the next update though, it would be zero. So that that's really exciting to me. I have yet to test it, but you know, I just got back from a week ago, <laughs> I guess from Mexico and I'm like getting into the swing of things. But yeah, um, what was your question even? Your question was, 
What were you trying to ask me? I, think I, 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 I can't even remember. I just got so absorbed into all that you're talking about. I'm loving <laughs> it, you know, because oh, you know, yes. I think that the, the challenge is to try and create these ideas, right? And, and I love the way that you're thinking about this. You're thinking about what's best for the end user. How can I simplify it? How can I make it, you know, a better solution? And my question was to do with, well, how do you figure out what you want to sell? And your answer of, you know, finding that market that's frustrated is, is really smart advice, right? Yes. So yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> I love that. And the other, the other question I've got, because this is one of the stumbling blocks, blocks that I would have personally, and, and maybe my audience is, well, how do you yeah. even find a developer and how do you know how much to pay them? I mean, what, what's the going rate for what you would pay a developer? How does that work? So um, this is what I teach in my class as well on how to find and vet the developers, but I also have a list of developers that I've already found and, and vetted um, for my class students, for my students, so they can go in and they can choose those developers that I know make Chrome extensions. Mm -hmm. um, usually, you would have to go on Upwork, and then um, it, it's kind of like a crapshoot. You just... Yeah, it's a minefield, right? You hire, you hire a random person, and then uh, they, they either know how to do it, or they um pretend they know and then they try to figure it out so that's most of the time the case um i have a couple of websites that have more experienced like uh, developers who hang out in a certain forum and it's kind of like not that known mm -hmm. um and that's the resource i give to my class however the going on upwork and making a post and saying um hey i want a chrome extension made and these are the, the features of it, is a great way to start. And um, if you do a little bit of extra work and kind of click on their profile and see what percentage they finish of their jobs, because these profiles are rated from people like me, people who hire them. So if it's like uh, they finish 85 or more percent of their jobs, then that's a good sign. Um, they take tests. So you could actually see if they take um, coding tests and what percentage they are compared to other people. It'll say they score 80% more than other people who've taken the same test, whether it's an English test or a coding test. And especially with Chrome extensions, you need to hire people who are great with Java. So when you choose what features you want in terms of skill set that they want, let's say you're doing a Chrome extension for ClickFunnels, you would choose ClickFunnels and then Java and then Chrome as the three things. So Yeah, like the building blocks of what they know, right? Yeah, so that will actually filter out a lot of uh, other workers who specialize in other things. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. And how, mu and how much does it cost? So if you wanted to put together a, a Chrome extension, a bit like Group Convert, you know, maybe you're going to charge 20 bucks for it. What kind of costs do you expect to pay or, or does it vary? Um, it varies and I'll give you several examples. One Chrome extension that um, a student that I have, well, he, he's a student now, but he made the extension before me. It cost him $30 and he made 15000 from it. So that's one example. And every single month, he would make like around $1,000. He doesn't do any marketing. He doesn't have Stripe. He doesn't have a PayPal account. He just links his bank account directly to the Chrome web store. And that's one model that you can use. Cheap Chrome extension. He only sells it for $9.99. Um, 
but I mean, he's making almost a thousand dollars every single month with no marketing, just people finding it on, on the Chrome web store, which is a marketplace for Chrome extensions. So that's one example. Another example is um, like GroupConvert cost me around $380. And then um, now it has netted me well over 14,000. And, um, you know, I can use that as, um, I, and, I, and I have used it as incentives and bonuses for other affiliate commissions. So not, not accounting for the amount that I've made just straight from it. Um, it has made me more from saying, hey, if you get this program, then I'll throw in, you know, group convert. Mm -hmm. And then people end up buying the, the product. And then I'm, I have like so much, so much from uh, the sale. <laughs> like during my vacation, I didn't know that this uh, program, this SEO program that I mm, just talked about in one Facebook video buried deep in my group made me a couple hundred dollars because someone went in and bought it and then asked to get my bonus. So wow. Like, just because you were, uh, while you were away and it's just making money for you in the background. I, I'm surprised because yeah. I had that expectation that you were about to say, well, it's a couple of $3,000, but then it's going to get it. But it's actually a lot cheaper than you think, right? It's really cheap. And that's why I have a class about it. Cause I'm, cause I feel like people who want to make an extra stream of income can legit make a few extra thousand dollars a month reoccurring income and not break their budget. Like this is not something you have to save months of money for. This is like, you can do it now. You can do it quick. Um, and it's quick because I give you all the tools to do it. And I, I, Kind of hold your hand throughout the way um, because in our class we have a class chat so we could talk to each other um, and I tell them like if I can if I know the answer off the top of my head right away I'll tell it to them or I'll reference them to a module but um, it's super interactive and a lot of support and um, it's just I feel like it's anyone can do it if they have the blueprint to do it and then anyone can make a few extra thousand dollars monthly reoccurring. And when I say that, um, one of my students, Johnny West, he, since joining the class, he did three Chrome extensions and they were all profitable. And now he's actually for like doing his own one hour masterclass today, actually, um, that's paid. And he, he has made over $55,000, but that's because he um, has been a longtime marketer. So if he has a product, instantly he'll make money. So he actually has made what you can make in one year on like three Chrome extensions. And I swear to you, those Chrome extensions he made is not like $1,000 Chrome extension. It's all, it will only cost him probably $300 each. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, right? And I guess the other benefit is you've got those connections in the industry from doing the interviews for the affiliate stuff. So if somebody's got an idea, you know, I'm sure in the community, they can get advice on what's going to be best going forward. So I love that. I mean, Kim, the, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm tempted to do it myself now. I'm thinking like, this is a great way that you can get that kind of extra revenue. Because the other thing is people love tools, right? Yeah. And, um, People love tools, especially when it's free, but here's also another angle to Chrome extensions. It's desktop real estate. 
it's a lot of people if you're normal don't have like 10 20 chrome extensions you know you have like five so if you can interject your chrome extension into their world and be part of their real estate then they every single time they open their browser they see like a reminder of you in the corner and actually one of my uh modules show a guy who gave his chrome extension away for free but he has six thousand people who are using it and it's all just news about him and it's all about affiliate marketing and every single time they click on it every single link in there is linked to his affiliate program so he made hundreds of thousands on a free chrome extension but every single time they click on it it leads to an affiliate program that he's affiliated with he gets commissions and he gets commissions every single day on a free chrome extension he doesn't charge for it but he has six thousand users so that's, that's another thing you can do that's really smart so the one of the big questions that i'm thinking right now is well it sounds great, right? And there's these bunch of ways that you can make money. So what are the biggest challenges that people face when they come into creating extensions for the first time? The challenges are what you asked, um, you know, how do you price it? Where do you go? Um, like, who do you hire? How do you hire so that you don't get ripped off? Um, and all these questions I answer in my class, but to answer your specific question was the biggest one. I think the biggest challenge is getting over the idea that you can be a boss. I think a lot of people, what ends up happening is they don't even hire, they don't even go on Upwork or even hire anyone because they just put it off or they don't think that, uh, or they think it's too technical or, or some like internal struggle that they have. So um, what I try to do for the first module is just all about mindset, like, uh, to to walk you through because for me even for me when I heard about Upwork I didn't log in until years after and my friend who started using Upwork way back when he mentioned to me about it he's like Kim do you know that there's this place you can go and hire people who are super experienced software developers for like six dollars an hour for four dollars an hour and you can have a product made quickly and I was like, what? It exists? And he's like, yeah, it's called, at that time, it was Odesk. He's like, it's called Odesk. Go on there and hire someone. It will change your life. And I just thought it was too good to be true. So I'm like, I'll do it later. And I didn't really do it later. And then now, many years later, his company that he started way back then uh, with the developer just went public on NASDAQ in, 2000, in December. So he, his company is now like a multi-seven-figure company. Um, and because back then he started it, and then now this is where he's at. So um, the biggest thing is you have to just go click, create job, create profile. Those three clicks physically are easy, but mentally it can be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting over that, right? It's thinking, well, what happens if I do that? And thinking about the step beyond and what's going to happen then and all of the crazy stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, it's anticipation of success. And I think a lot of people fear it. They fear like, oh my God, what if a lot of people start using it? And then now I'm like flooded with all this responsibility or like, you know, uh, flooded with a lot of stuff. 
And I try to show my um, class, my students, I'm like, look, even though I have all these softwares, I still can live the life that I'm living, still having adventures, still doing all these things. And it's okay. Like, <laughs> you can have a adventurous, good life and still be an owner of a software company. So. Yeah, because that's right. Like, you know, even my business right now is very full time. I'm having to be involved and managing people. You've you basically got, you know, a little person who's selling your stuff 24 seven in the internet and you, and you don't have to do anything, right? There's the Chrome marketplace, you can promote it. So it makes it all that little bit easier. Yeah. And I uh, show you how to set it up so that all the customer service goes from this to this, because you can set up a chat, like an onboarding bot and a customer service bot. So if they come in and they're like, well, I forgot how to install, they'll, they'll click into the onboarding bot, they'll reinstall it. Or um, I, I'm beginning to see more like issues the bigger I grow, but then I just change my bot a little bit and then that solves a lot of problems. So I try to give you a model where you're not swamped by customer service. That's amazing. So if somebody's watching this right now and they're thinking, oh my God, this sounds like a great idea. I want to get started from start to finish. You know, if somebody signed up tomorrow for one of these courses, how long would it take before they had a, an active bot live that they could be selling? I've, uh, because some of my students don't believe me, I do it live in front of them in the Facebook group. I record live sessions where I've had some extensions be made within one week and some extensions finished within two days that cost me like 50 bucks like I'm like I'm doing this live you guys so you can see how fast this can be and then I just do it and then you know within five minutes I created a post within 15 hours I hired within two days I got it back and I got it and then now I just use one of the share funnels that I have and I just pop it up into um, you know a payment portal um, but there is more to it than just that um, however, in terms of time span, I expect you to have something within like a week or two if you want to work fast. But if you want to go super slow, maybe like four or five weeks, if super slow. However, I've had I've had like turnaround time of like two days. So wow, that's crazy. How yeah. fast do you want to go? And if somebody and if somebody has no network whatsoever, so let's say someone doesn't have an email list, they're just starting out and they want to create this, you know, how difficult is it for them to sell that Chrome extension once they get going? Like what, what can they expect to achieve? Is there anybody in your group that's kind of having these results from, from, from sort of zero? Oh, uh, from, a, from completely zero. I haven't had someone not have any audience, but one person doesn't have any audience. And what I, what I do is because since I have a, a big network, well, not big, but some network now, it's pretty big, yeah. Um, one of he made a Chrome extension that pulls recipes from any website. So I actually, because I interview and talk to so many people, I actually know people who own supplement companies and who own like seven thousand, ten thousand member Facebook groups all about food and diet. And so I just ask, you know, reach out on their behalf. I'm like, Hey, my student did this. Um, can you debut this in your group? And then they're like, yeah, let me test it out and I'll do that. And, um, for them, like one post would equal like so much reach, but, um, to someone with no audience whatsoever, 
Um, another alternative thing you can do is put your app on marketplaces. You don't need to have an audience. It will have reach. Um, Robert, he's one of my uh, students. He put his app just on the marketplace and that sells, like I told you, around uh, 700 to 1,000 every month without any marketing, without, he doesn't market, he doesn't post it anywhere. It's just people stumbling upon it with Chrome Web Store. But there's also JVZoo, there's also Gumroad, there's also, there's so many marketplaces, You no audience, you could just put it on there and it will start like trickling in and selling. So basically, there's no excuse. It doesn't matter if you don't have an audience, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to code, it doesn't matter if you don't have a lot of money to invest, basically you can make a plugin and make some money with it, right? There's, there's, yeah. there's nothing stopping. And if you're locked, if you're locked out of Stripe or PayPal, it doesn't matter that either. Wow. So yeah, even if, even if Stripe have blacklisted you, there you go. That's perfect. Well, Kim, I mean, everything sounds amazing. Is there anything else at all that people need to know about, you know, how to get started with one of these extensions? I think we covered uh, much of it, right? No, that's, yeah, I covered pretty much all of it. You have great questions, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's all off the top of my head. I'm super unprepared when it comes to interviews, but I'm just genuinely interested. I think this sounds amazing and I'm probably going to end up getting one myself. So Kim, if somebody wants to get started and they want to find out more about how they can actually create these extensions, where should they go? They should go to chromebossmasterclass.com. And with my course, I offer you all these bonuses. Actually, you get um, all my current extensions with my course. And uh, so you get a copy of all my current extensions and even a secret one that, that does something. Ooh, <laughs> a, a secret one. I like that. So they have to go to the website to find out what the secret is, right? Yeah, they have to get, they have to go to the website and they'll find out. Um, it is automated on a webinar thing. But if they're annoyed at, you know, they don't want to go to the webinar, there's a button that says go straight to the order page and then they, they can sign up and become part of the Chrome extension movement. You are only one Chrome extension away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so that URL again was, did you say it's Chrome Boss Masterclass? Was that it? Yep. So Chrome Boss Masterclass. And actually, I'm going to give an extra incentive to anybody that's listening right now. Um, my course and, and what I've been giving away for free for people who listen to the podcast is actually all about helping you launch a course online fast by identifying and figuring out who to sell to first. And actually, that could work completely the same with a Chrome extension, right? So if anybody does listen to this episode and go and buy uh, the Chrome Boss Masterclass, just send me a quick email, jamie at entrepreneurjunkie.co, and let me know that you bought it. And I'll actually throw in my course as well for free and with those combined together they should have tons of success so there you go i've given you a little extra freebie on top how does that sound <laughs> that sounds great and of course jamie is gonna get uh if you go through his link he's going to get an affiliate commission from the sale so wow that's nice thank you i didn't even know that was a thing i was just interviewing you because it sounded awesome well no i have an affiliate program so if they buy through uh, me, then you get 40%. So. Wow. That's awesome. That's very kind. I will put all the money back into the podcast and make sure people get even more cool content and stuff out of there. Well, Kim, thanks so much for coming on. It was awesome to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Is there anything, any last pieces of advice you can give to anybody who's listening uh, about anything they can do to kind of take action and to start getting those kind of results? Um, I think a lot of people fear they'll make mistakes, but from interviewing a lot of successful digital marketers, the only thing they do is make mistakes all the time. So 
if you have fears like oh i don't know if people will judge me for certain things i don't if i launch something and it's broken will people hate me just know from speaking to a lot of successful people they launch stuff all the time it's always broken there's something always wrong but the only difference is that they, they just keep on doing it no matter what um just keep on making an offer telling people about it, make an offer, tell people about it. And that's the only difference. And, um, and even in my life, when I went on vacation and I didn't tell any, like I actually did tell people of an offer and I was on top of like a rock, like 800 feet in the air. And I would go live and tell people, tell people about the offer, just telling them about it. People buy at that time when they watch it. And it's like, it's like, it's simple. Just make your thing and then tell people about it and people will come. But on top of my paid stuff, I do have a group that gives away a lot of free, valuable advice, all my interviews. And it's at, if you go to bit.ly slash Kim C. Dang, then that's free. And I have a lot of free stuff and not yeah. just stuff <laughs> I, I, i'm in that group as well and it is there is a ton of value in there so bit.ly forward slash kim c dang right yep perfect name. brilliant easy as that well thanks so much for coming on it's been awesome to speak to you and i guess we'll see you the next time when you're doing something cool then huh all right thank you Jamie. all right thanks kim see you later Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed that last episode with Kim. If you want to get hold of her free training that's related to the Chrome Boss Masterclass, just head to entrepreneurjunkie.co forward slash Kim, K-I-M, nice and easy for you guys to remember. <laughs> Enjoy the free training, and if you want to check out Kim's Masterclass, just follow that link. We'll see you on the next one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe, and here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.